Are you a person that actually is a deal maker or are you simply a person, hey, Evan, hey, Michael, good to see you all. What is for dinner? Sashimi. Um, are you a person, hey, man, how you going? Uh, Jazz, how are you? Hi to everyone. The real question I want to talk about, Jeff, on to the topic. Are you a person that basically just plays table tennis? So someone gives you an offer. You're the agent. A buyer gives you an offer. They say, we want to pay 800. That's all we want to pay, 800. We know it's not worth any more. We've been looking around. It's 800. That's our offer. And we think that once JobKeeper goes and the banks stop giving mortgage holidays and the economy goes down the drain and there's a September cliff that this property is actually going to get punished. So that's all we're paying. 800. So what actually happens is you take that $800,000 offer, you don't even try and actually use any of your negotiation skills to increase that offer. And by the way, the highest chance of getting an increase in offer is at the offer. I will say that again. The chances of you getting an increase of an offer is highest at the time of getting the first offer because subsequently you get the uncle and the friends and family who come in and throw their 20 cents worth and because they want to protect their relative, they'll tell them all the reasons why they should be cautious. So you've got to try and get an increase there and then, but let's assume that you don't and you only get this offer of $800,000. And then you go on and you speak to the vendor and you say to the vendor, hey, I've got an offer of $800,000. And the vendor says, $800,000, are you stupid or something? We're not giving it away. We told you what we wanted. So we're not dropping anything under 900. Look, 890 is what we'll do, 890. So then you get your 890 counter from your vendor and you go back to the buyer and you say, hey, 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 guess what? I've got them to accept $890,000. And the buyer says, 890, are you serious? Do you realize what's going on? There's a pandemic out there. There are so other and many other houses I can look at. No, no. 820 is our last and final offer. So you say, great, I've got an increase, 820. You go over to your vendor and say, hey, listen, I'm letting you know, um, uh, I told them about your 890, but look, yeah, they're not prepared to go to that. The most that they can go to is 820. And then what happens is the vendor says, 820, nah. Don't worry. If that's all you can get, we're just going to keep it. You can take it off the market. And then what happens is you panic and you say, no, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. Let me go speak to them. You go back and speak to them and you say, hey, guess what? I've been able to get them to maybe, if you can just go up a little bit more, I might be able to do something, right? And they say, our last and final offer is 822. And you go over and see your owner and your owner says, listen, stop wasting our time right? That's it. Our last figure we're prepared to drop to is 880. And then what have you got? A situation where you're like 70,000 apart. Guys and girls, let me tell you, that is normal real estate for a real estate agent that is not a trained high-level negotiator. Now, don't get me wrong. We are, you don't have to be an FBI interrogator and you don't have to be someone that is out there negotiating with, you know, hostage or ransoms. But I've got to tell you, the best people that I know in real estate are 10 out of 10 at putting deals together. You see, the best that I know have put that deal together before the vendor and buyer knows it's being put together. 
That's how good they are. And all of a sudden, the art of negotiation in real estate, which is getting a vendor to come down, getting a vendor to come up, matters in real estate more than ever. And I want to let you know, that's what you get paid for. And what I thought I'd do is I would just share with you in a couple of minutes, some of the things that are going to be useful for you to use in the world that we live in right now, which has got a bit of uncertainty. And what you've got to do is bring in certainty in uncertain times. That is what a good negotiator does. Number one, you must always be able to demonstrate to a vendor that where they're going to next or what they paid for the property has very little to do with market value. So what I thought I would do is share a bit of dialogue that you can use, that I use every Saturday when I'm out there putting deals together, right? This ain't a textbook trainer you're talking about. You're talking to a guy that opened up an office when he was in his early 20s. You're talking to a guy that has been in thousands of listing presentations. You're talking to a guy that has vendor meetings that puts deal together. And I'm going to share with you some of the techniques that I use today in this market. Here's the first one. To the vendor that basically says, but Tom, we need more because we're going to another area and we've got to get this price, right? Prices like, for instance, I have a vendor that says, Tom, we need to get this price. You've got to get them up because we're moving to um, Double Bay and prices are really expensive in Double Bay. I might flippantly laugh and say, oh, well, look, when you get to Double Bay, make sure that the people you buy from aren't moving to Japan because prices are really expensive there. And that's been me being flippant. But in somehow, the humor can actually show how illogical the concept that they have is that the destination value has no link to the market value. So the way that I deliver that in a conversation to a vendor is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I hear what you're saying. You're saying to me that you want to get as much as you can for your current home so you can actually use that money to buy the type of home you want where you move to next. What I'd like to say to you is that your current home's market value has no connection to your new home's destination value. There is no link to that. For instance, if you'd also said to me, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, you need to get this price because you want to help the kids with their education. Can I just say to you, what you choose to do with the proceeds of this home has very little to do with the market value of your home. You see, when buyers are buying a home, they're comparing it to other homes. They're not comparing it to why you want your price. Then you've got a situation often where a vendor says, oh, but Tom, we paid a million dollars for it. And that's why we want to get this price, which I would use dialogue to this effect. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I totally understand what you're saying. You want to get as much as you can because you paid a high price when you bought it and you've spent money renovating. What I'd like to tell you is that today, 
the market value of your property is a million dollars. What I'd like to tell you is that the purchase price that you pay for it has little to do with the market value. The purchase value and the market value are not connected because what, what if you'd actually got inherited this property and you paid nothing? That doesn't mean that this property is worth nothing. The market value of this property would be the same whether you were inherited that property or whether you paid 900 for that property. So guys and girls, there's some dialogue there. By the way, I carry my mobile phone to, I was gonna open up the app. Well, it doesn't really matter because I don't need to do it on the screen. But one of my core strategies is I use data to be my best friend. And what I'll do is whenever I'm trying to get a vendor to accept an offer, I'll often open up the CoreLogic RP Data app and what I'll do is I'll actually show the vendor, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, what I'd like to do is to show you what CoreLogic RP Data say the value of your home is. And why this is important is it's not what you think. It's not what I think. It's what the market thinks based on all the sales that are in the market. And why this is important is the person that buys your home most likely will be taking out a loan out. And when they take out a loan, they're going to need a valuation done. And when the valuation's done, it is based on this data. So Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, whilst you might not like looking at this number, this is in fact the number that will determine the buyer who buys your home and the valuation that comes through. It's not going away. So using a third party, I find extremely useful. Other things that I'll say that I use in negotiation often is when a vendor turns around that says, hey, but if we don't get this price, we're not going to sell. They'll say that. If we don't get this price, we're going to keep it. And then what I do is I dig deeper and say, great. And what will you do after you hang on to it? Like, what will your plan be after that? Oh, well, we'll just wait till the market picks up. Okay. And when the market picks up, what will you do then? Oh, we'll sell it. Okay. And then what will you do? Oh, then we'll go up and buy another property. Okay. But do you also realize when the market picks up, it's going to pick up for your home, but it's also going to pick up for the home that you're going to buy. So whether you accept that offer now or you wait till the market picks up, your net position is going to be the same. So you might sell a little bit lower now, but you're also going to buy a little bit lower now, or you can sell a little bit higher later, but you're going to pay a little bit higher later you'll be in the same situation. So a better question that you need to ask yourself is this, are you going to move into a new home based on the market or based on your life? And I've got to say, guys and girls, when you start getting comfortable delivering this dialogue, and um, I've got to say that 
you're going to find that you're going to put more deals together. You're going to get the buyers to actually pay more. You're going to learn the art of using compression selling, which is one of my greatest strategies. And that is that you set up a sale before you even meet a buyer at a property, particularly if it's a second inspection. This is a strategy that I've used right through my 33 years of real estate. You see, I, I like the sale to be set up from the minute I speak to the buyer. And um, I also want to let you know that I'm going to bring this up. We are in our final sprint before we close off our 30-day boot camp. It's $199, but you get it for free if you're a gym member. So if you're a gym member, do nothing. You get that as part of your membership. If you're not a gym member, you'll pay $199, and for 30 days, I will brainwash you to learn every possible technique, script, dialogue, template to survive in this market that has high headwinds coming. And I've assembled people that are going to help you with financial literacy. And I've also going to assemble people that are going to help you to ensure that your letter of appointment, whether you want to become an independent contractor, that you get the best clauses in your agreement. We're going to show you exactly a marketing plan that you can use for 12 months that's going to generate people calling you in. And we're going to show you exactly what you need to do to not just survive in this post-COVID world, but to thrive. In addition to the $199 for the 30-day boot camp, which is going to be delivered on tablet, iPad, iPhone, desktop, 30 minutes every day, and you can watch it live or you can watch it afterwards later on in the end of the day. You're also going to get three months of my real estate gym membership, which is ensures that I act as your coach for 12 months, right? And a lot of our gym members know the value of that. And they're watching it right here, right now. So guys and girls, I'm going to sign off here today. And I'm going to let you know that that was just a bit of a sample of some of the negotiation techniques you're going to learn. And I'm letting you know, if you're a great negotiator, you'll put more deals together. And if you don't learn negotiation, I'm telling you, you're going to get devastated by what's about to happen in real estate over the next 12 months.